1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steele Russell, joined as always by the one and only Shooter Magooder. Shoots, what's up, dude?
0: Spring has sprung and so have the allergies. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about today because this fucking sucks. Now, I did go to Charleston this last weekend. How was that? Beautiful. Great town. It was very interesting. It was like walking around in New England, but there were palm trees, so it was weird. Did not see Bourbon and Bubbles or whatever the fucking other place is. Republic? Uh Republic. Yep. Uh There's like two other ones. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a lot bigger of a town than I anticipated, but I did, however, and this was one thing that Colleen and I did when we were walking around. We walked 10 miles on Saturday to see the whole city. Nope. Yeah. Well, I know you can't with your hips. Nope. But we did it. And towards the end, it was starting to rain. We got a little food. We got a little reinvigorated. And Colleen's like, We got to go see Patricia's house. I'm like, where, oh, yeah, where yeah. does Patricia live? I sent you a picture. You did. It is huge. These houses down there are colonial houses. They're small, they're built for smaller people. Her house is built for a thousand people. It is unbelievable. Like, it, the pictures and the video on uh, Southern Charm do not do it justice. Now, it does
1: seem kind of quaint. Like, it seems like a really nice, like, Oh, it's nice. Ritzy, yeah. But it doesn't seem
0: like it's, extra large. It's almost an entire city block. So it's like an estate. Would you yes. call it an estate? I would, yes. And it's got these huge stone walls. You can barely see in. So we went across the street and we were looking in, trying to see. The whole front of the house just looks like it's for dinner parties. Like it's untouched. It probably is. There are no lights on or anything. And then like further back, you can look and there's a couple of lights on. I tried to see people walking by. I didn't see anybody. But um, yeah, no, the the estate that she has down there is. Massive. Can
1: we just also comment on how creepy it would be if this
0: was not a person on TV? Oh yeah, it's still kind Absolutely. of creepy. Yeah, it is still like you're really getting creepy. in depth right now. I didn't, I didn't feel creepy at the time because I was like, "Oh, you're on TV. Like you're asking for this." Recapping. I was I was able to look up where she lived very easily. You could do that for most people. I know, which is yeah. scary. That is also scary.
1: Well, allergies are kicking your ass. I'm still sick. I've been sick for like a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good sick person. I do too much during my days yeah. and like I'm miserable right now and I don't like sitting around and doing nothing. So I'm just I'm going nuts, but I'm going to not focus on that. I'm going to try to pull myself out of this fuck. I'm going to use this
0: as therapy for the next hour and a half or so. Yeah, even though it's going to pain you to talk this much probably.
1: But you know what? I usually feel better after these. I'm always in a good mood. So yeah. I we got our Ariana candle lit for our yeah. YouTubers. You can see it. We got a Ariana candle. It says cooler than you, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. But in solidarity, strength and solidarity with Ariana, we stand for you. <laughs> so we lit stand your candle. stand for you. We lit your candle. And we said a prayer. We said a prayer. Amen. But before we get into everything, I do want to plug our show coming up. It's in less than a month, and mm-hmm. the tickets are going really fast, which is actually really cool to see, except I keep checking... You know, remember when we started the podcast and I would check numbers like every 10 minutes to see how many listeners we had? Yep. I'm doing that with our seats now.
0: Well, you've gotten better because when we first started the podcast, you used to text me screenshots and it would be like up, you know, like 13 people. And you're like, we're here. here." (laughs) And I was like, all right. Yeah, whatever. But this is different. You're keeping to yourself. You're letting me know important things. And like, you know me, I will. I'm just assuming that we're going to sell out because why the fuck not? Why wouldn't we sell out? You know, who doesn't want to come watch us? I love that attitude. So, yeah. So, I fully anticipated selling out. It's going to be a great time. Uh, April 27th, 7 p.m. City Winery. Yep. Come a little early. Hang out with us if you get a VIP ticket, which are now sold out. They're sold out. You can't come hang out. You can't come hang out with us
1: at this point. But you can get a regular ticket. Come watch the show. I'm sure we'll be hanging out afterwards a little while. Yeah, it's not that big
0: of a place, too. So, you can also just hang out with us afterwards. Yeah. Come on down to the City Winery. Get your tickets. Hang out with the bros. Also, my flight got moved from seven a.m. to one p.m. Oh, so Friday? that means I don't have to go home early. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Um, and the last thing, we're trying to
1: get better at plugs, as we talk about frequently. The last thing, we have hats now, and they're actually legit. I didn't know how legit they were until Eddie sent us a thirst trap story with him posted up. Yeah. with his uh, bra bros. Hey, you look great, Eddie. Nice job, dude. Yeah, it. great Thank job, you for Eddie. The plug. And his response was funnier because he texted me back. say, like, hey, man, sex sells. I
0: was like, damn right it does. Yep. <laughs> and a boy, Eddie. So, Always does. Thanks for the support. But check out the hats on our shop. Yeah, the nc. hats are dot com. sick. They're nice. They're simple. They're good dad hats just to, you know, walk around the park in or you actually can go sh- golfing.
1: You can show who you support mm-hmm. more. Because there's a dad hat, shooter's a big dad hat yep. guy, huge And there's hat. a trucker hat. I'm a big trucker hat guy. So show us who you like more by yeah. buying a dad hat for shooter or a trucker for steel. Something for everybody. Yeah, baby. Now let's get into the Bravo news. Up first. Um, and I want to do our rose and thorn leading into everything because mm-hmm. it's gonna, you know, get me in a good mood. Yeah. good moods only, good vibes, or baby. a bad mood, depending on the thorn. But in the Bravo news, up first, we got a potential new franchise out of Nolans, Nolens. Nolens. That's how you say it. Okay. So out of NOLA, we might have a new franchise altogether. How do you feel about that? I feel good about that.
0: I like New Orleans. I think it's different than anything else that we already have. And we've talked about it. And we kind of saw the early work towards bravo potentially putting a new houseway franchise somewhere because all these random bravo polls i never trust them i always think that it's like bravo execs and bravo people putting these things out here on like unverified sources and it's like which city would you like to see next and obviously i'm commenting cleveland
1: because I, that's what i, I want to see
0: i actually am sad
1: that you did not get that i know if we could have gotten a real houseway, but here's the thing bravo i'm talking directly to you mm-hmm You've never tried it with a city like Cleveland? No. Beverly Hills, New York City, New Orleans, like big name cities. Fuck that. Let's go somewhere in the sticks. I'm for Cleveland. Let's go to like a bumfuck Texas town. H- hell yeah. Or like the Northeast Philly or Delco. Delco. Like, let's just try it. Maybe it'll Why work. Why not? Sarasota, Florida.
0: Ooh, that would be a good that one. you. Yeah, for you know you. what?
1: No, no, no. Bradenton, Florida There would you be go. Because yeah. you get trickle in from Sarasota, which is like a little nicer. Yep. Braden a the leg Yeah,
0: I feel like somewhere like Boca would be boring because it's all retired people. Yeah, Boca like, is also too big name. I want small true. name. Right, like yeah. you know, going, I want to see the working class. I want to see these people that own like rice mills and landscaping Cleveland. businesses. Yeah, like those are the people that really mean a lot to me.
1: <laughs> me too. That's my people. So let's get those guys on the show. Those but girls I, on the show.
0: Either way, I'm still excited for New Orleans. I think that it's a cool aspect. You know, they've tried other things in the past that haven't really worked. So just keep throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for, but I,
1: I'm i excited for the New Orleans aspect. I think that would be a fun show. I think it's a fun setting. So I, all in all, if that does happen, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, same. We got another potential new show in our other news for today, and that's a new summer house in Martha's Vineyard. It's not potential. It's definite. Oh, that's for sure. Oh yeah. There's oh, I need to. I need to do. Okay, I need to. Do, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. All you t- you just texted me that there's another summer house coming in Martha's Vineyard. That's yes. all I got.
0: Yes. So I, then I'll take this away. You take it away. We've got a uh, new. I, it's not a reboot, so it's not like the new. The old summer house is going to go anywhere. It doesn't seem like that anyway. And they've already filmed the season, so that we were on the lookout because Bravo tweeted out and put things on their socials yesterday, saying that they're going to have two pieces of information tomorrow. Make sure you check in. The first of which was this new Summer House. And it's going to be in Martha's Vineyard. It's a whole new cast. There's not anyone that we've ever met before. They're not picking like Luke up or throwing Andrea in there. As much as that would be fun. Whole new cast. So whole new people that we get to look forward to meeting. They're all younger people, younger professionals. So it's going to really get to the roots of Summerhouse, which I like we that. liked to begin with. So I think that's a good move. And then you can still keep, you know, we want to call it like Summerhouse Legacy or whatever the fuck you want to do. Keep them there because right now it's not working. If we listen to Carl, Carl says that it gets better. So we'll see what it does by the end of the season. But right now it's not working. So this is a smart move, I think, by them. But we're not getting any information on those other shows that we kind of really enjoyed, like Girlfriends in Paris Mm -hmm. or Southern Hospitality. They're still waiting on those. So I'm interested to see what their budget is for those kind of like one-off shows.
1: I will say... Based on them airing the first episode of Soho immediately after I saw that, Vanderpump yeah. last night, I would say Soho's coming back. Yeah. From talking to the cast members, they seem confident. Mm-hmm. So I think they did enough. They
0: had a really good second half of the season. They did. They actually had a lot of viewers towards the end. I think that, that season finale out did Salt Lake City. So yeah. they would be crazy enough to bring it back. And I think it makes a lot of sense. So, especially with all the Shep things that are going on, I know so, and now you can
1: have a crossover show. Yep. And I think they were actually, yeah, I saw a post they were filming with the Southern Charm cast for one of yeah. the Southern Charm episodes. So they're they're coming back. We are going to Charleston again mm-hmm. in May at some point. Uh, we get to go there. The cast is going to show us around. I got a workout scheduled with Brad and potentially Joe, definitely TJ. Maybe some golfing, you know, we'll see. Golfing with Joe definitely, yeah. and then, you know, a little clubbing with the bros. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. We'll be posting all about it, yeah. don't worry. You can come along for the ride. The last bit of news, we got Atlanta coming back. Finally, we get to dive in. Y'all have been asking about it. Oh, I just hit my mic. He's smacking his mic. Smacking He's so excited. I'm I'm so excited. You guys have been asking, we want to watch it, we're excited for it. We missed the boat last year, so we're diving in episode 1. Yep. We got to do some homework because neither of us have watched it really. I've
0: seen like clips, I've seen some like random episodes. I've never watched it through. I've seen more more than you. I've seen more than I probably even realized because Colleen does watch it pretty not religiously, but like I've come home before and watched like the talent of episodes here and there. So, I've definitely watched a lot more than I thought I did. Either way, still excited because we both agreed that last year we jumped into Beverly Hills thinking it was going to be great. Now, we've been blessed with really good seasons of other shows. We have. We got lucky. Especially this year, we definitely got lucky because this could have been a down year for everybody. Instead, it wasn't. But it was definitely a down year for Beverly Hills, so we were kind of kicking ourselves in the ass, saying we should have watched Atlanta instead of Beverly Hills, but whatever. So, jumping into Atlanta, everybody's been asking for it, and we're excited to get to it. It's May 7th, I think it starts. So. May 7th, mark your calendars. And that'll fill our Sunday night schedule, I believe. If okay. I'm not wrong. All right. And that'll get
1: us, we're almost, or we're done with Miami now.
0: This yes. is the Miami's last over.
1: Miami, so now we can really sit down and figure out the two-episode schedule. Yep. Because- all these random reunions and shit we're throwing us off trying to figure it out so now we can buckle down we're bringing you too soon yep. i know we keep saying that but it's coming baby it's coming. but that takes us to our rose and our thorn i'm gonna let you kick it off because i want to end it with a rose so i can be in good spirits
0: okay well i'm gonna start with a thorny rose oh i like those yeah uh this one comes from front page news i totally agree with you about the sheena thing with katie and the room situation she says, I totally agree with you. Unfortunately, their take is very man-like. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Sheena <laughs> is all, and always will be the worst. So I don't really get it, actually. Because she wasn't commenting on somebody else. Now that I'm reading it back, I'm like, wait, we agreed with Sheena. So Sheena's the worst, but you agree with us. But no, I'm I'm really confused by it because I guess when she says man-like, it's just like us approaching it the way that we are. And we always get hate for that, I guess. We are dudes. We are dudes, sishet. We are hit bros. bros. That's, that's, what, that's our label. Where we are. So, yeah, I guess it was, man. Um, but, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, she agreed with us. So, that's a good rose for me. Uh, my thorn, and there were a lot of them out there. I'm going to do a generalized one instead of just kind of picking the random ones. We got ratioed. Do you know what ratioed is? I do not. Ratioed is when your comments or quote tweets outweigh your likes. And on that Sheena post where we were agreeing with Sheena over Katie, yeah. we had like 500 comments on Twitter uh-huh. and like 400 likes. And a lot of people, they were commenting to agree with us. But from an optics perspective, when you look at that, that's being called ratioed because people aren't liking everything that you're saying. They feel the need to comment and tell you that you're wrong. Oh, so, yeah. interesting. So we, we got, got ratioed. ratioed. Yeah, we did get ratioed. You know what? It feels really good to be binged. It feels pretty good to be ratioed because it's kind of I fun.
1: Mind? Oh, my God. It was a blast reading all this stuff. I had no idea the shitstorm
0: that we started mm-hmm. by posting that. But that's the thing is we didn't do it ironically. We didn't do it to, like, stir up some shit. Like, we genuinely agreed with the fact that Sheena was correct. She didn't want Katie there. And people were saying, like, oh, it's a show. And, like, we get this shit all the time. Yeah. We get this from, like, other people that actually listen to a lot of different podcasts. And, like, well, the, my problem with the bros is... They look at it like there's not a show to be done. Like, no, these are real people. Yeah, so we when we're real people? having these discussions. We're looking at them like a group of friends. And if she doesn't want her there, because yes, Katie is going to be up in a balcony making fun of your wedding, then she doesn't want her there. And she's just trying to solve the problem for her bridesmaid, who, look, I, we get that she didn't get a room on time. But so here's she's the in thing. The she did she did the credit card either got canceled or it didn't go through something uh, got messed
1: up in transition
0: there's a it, there's definitely some murkiness too because Sheena then said when everybody showed up and katie realized that her room was very far away from LaLa's. she moved her room she moved her room so you, oh, if you were no able rooms. to move her room but there's no rooms yeah I'd make that make sense it doesn't make sense so you know what i'm starting to think that this was all for the show and this actually didn't really exist and now i'm a little fucked up so i'm gonna let you take it away <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, look, it was a wild week with the Thorns. It just, they kept on coming, kept on coming. People were heated. They were really heated. And they kept saying the same thing. Katie doesn't owe Sheena anything. You misunderstand where we're coming from. Yeah. She doesn't owe her shit. Agreed. This is simply being the bigger person and coming out looking better. If you do this, if you give up the room, you come out looking like the hero. That's all. It has nothing to do with Sheena. It could be an irrelevant third party. Give up the room. It makes you look good. That's all. It has nothing to do with Sheena versus Katie, and that's what people didn't even realize. But whatever. I'll just let you guys roast us because it's funny. But I'm going to start out with my thorn, and it's similar to yours, but it's not Rosie. <laughs> so not reading the name. This person said... Do we really need to have grown arse men air here and dissect the behavior and personalities of women? Seriously, I commented back. You must be new here. Yeah. One. Two. I don't know what this means.
0: Air here, like I guess, like air out, air, air out air our shit. grievances. Air out. I guess our grievances. Okay, but like, fine. It's but a podcast. That's about my point. Bravo shows. That's and we are point. two men. You're just stating facts. That you literally just said what we do. We this, get we get paid to do this. So we're gonna to continue to do this. This is like that thing on um, I think Instagram started it and Twitter did it as well, where there's a picture up there and they have like context underneath where it's like, if you can't see this picture, this is what it is. Oh, and it's I probably like that. just a picture of us. And it's like, here's two men talking about the girls on Vanderpump. That's it. Period. Period thank you for thank you for telling us what we're yes. doing, but I do like somebody commented on our behalf,
1: not to mention last time I checked you guys dissect both sexes. We
0: do We, we go do. after everybody all the time, anytime anywhere. we're here for I it. Think the ironic thing is it sounds like that commenter is man'splaining. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted.
1: My rose, we had a lot of really, really nice reviews on iTunes this week. I don't know if you looked, but there was a ton, and they mm-hmm. were all really sweet. But this one embodies what we do here. This is what we aim for, and the title was magnificent. What Bravo Was Meant to Be, from PageZell. This is one of the few Bravo podcasts that says what everyone else is thinking and doesn't tiptoe around Bravo lebrities. So many other podcasts are scared to call out the bad behavior of their favorites for fear of not getting them on their show. These guys unapologetically go there and normalize changing your opinion when presented with new information. Chef's kiss, well done. Wow. It's literally like that should be the description for
0: our podcast. It should be. And we've talked about that like at length about how we do not care what Bravo Liberties think about this. And yeah. honestly, if we didn't do that, Carl probably wouldn't have been on our show last week.
1: But that takes us to Vanderpump. All hail the Ariana Candle. We are deep into the season now. We're like we've kind of hit our stride and I would imagine we gotta be getting close to like some of the Scandal shit starting.
0: I imagine it already started, right? Oh totally. I think it behind the scenes. I'm Oh, saying... you mean like we're gonna see it unfold, like yeah. actual things. Yeah. Um we need a flow chart. This is when we need the flow charts. Like I know. time. Frame. Somebody did offer to give us a flow chart at some point. So Whoever that was, if you're listening, send us a flowchart. Yeah, no, we want it. If I don't you want to do it, you have to get Chat to make it for you. Just send it over. Yeah, it could be AI generated. Just I send us make. a send us a damn flowchart. Yeah, I might actually ask ChatGPT GPT to explain the Ariana situation to me. Ooh, that's actually a fun yeah, little. Somebody may have already done that. I may have just stolen somebody else's idea. I do think that the Tom and Raquel thing is going on at this point, point. and I think that Bravo is probably scrambling to try to find footage. That shows that it's going on already. And maybe there's nothing there. Maybe they cover their tracks well or whatever. But yeah, to your point, I do think that we've got to be getting close to it being out in the open, right? Or
1: at least like inklings or people starting to like stir about it. Like I know that they got stuff on camera, but I also, I'm confused because they had to fire the cameras back up. They actually pulled the camera crew from Beverly Hills to film the Vanderpump crew two weeks more. Interesting. Yeah, because they were done filming. They wrapped. Camera crew went to Beverly Hills to do that thing. They stopped filming there
0: just to get the Vanderpump. So that's going to be interesting because when they order shows, they order a certain amount of episodes. So does that mean they're going to cut or mash together a couple episodes like here in the middle? I would imagine. Where it's like instead of having two or three episodes, we've only got one of that content, which I'm fine with because I do want to get to that point. Mm. But I don't want other things to be glossed over because I kind of want to enjoy the ride, you know? I do
1: too. And I also am kind of into some of the storylines this season so i don't want to i definitely don't want to leapfrog it mm-hmm. but i do want to get there yeah no it's, I, a, it's like, conundrum.
0: we're all kind of desperate to just get there especially now because and we called it you see lala out there like i had inklings that this Jesus. was going on like no you didn't you had no idea in the world you're just going to sit there and be the hindsight queen and be like oh i knew it was going on like no you didn't you had no idea nobody had any idea and i told you it was going to happen we talked about it last
1: week The hindsight party is going to... that. Lala kicked it off. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, this will continue. People are going to come out of the woodworks. I knew it was the whole time. Like, this one time I saw them doing this and canoodling here and blah, blah, blah. None of that is true. Nobody knew. If they did know and you didn't say anything, you're an asshole. That's the other part. Like, you want to keep claiming that you saw this shit behind the scenes. Oh, you had, like, a feeling. You had a gut feeling about it. You didn't say anything. You didn't say a goddamn word. No. So... Girl code violated by
0: not calling out Sandoval and helping your girl out if you actually did know because you didn't. Not only that, you're on a TV show. So if you did think that something was going on and you didn't call to it in the footage that we're seeing currently unfold and there's no camera footage of anything going on, then nobody had any idea it was going on. Maybe the only person that I could see maybe had an idea it was going on is Ariana.
1: Yeah, she might have had some skepticism. She might. She
0: was involved, not involved, but she was home when things were going on or she sent them in a car together or whatever. So maybe she did deep down think that it was going on. None of the rest of you had any idea. So don't do this bullshit.
1: The only one that may have is Allie. apparently saw those two dancing at a club. And again, but again, we run the risk of hindsight. Mm -hmm. We don't know. And I knew this was going to happen. It will continue to happen. We're going to have to like grin and bear it and just get through this shit because I know it's going to bug me to know. Yeah, it is. But let's get into the episode. We start out James and his dad are chit-chatting. His dad was a longtime music industry man. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure what he did. I think it was something around DJing.
0: But makes sense.
1: They're having a conversation and it's this season seems to be about james is drinking yes. for him that's his storyline as long as well as the alley raquel that whole situation but i don't know what i could not understand the dad was like everyone goes through their phases of of binge drinking and i can't imagine doing a dj set without drinking it's like hey bud maybe not
0: yeah no maybe, maybe, maybe not the time but you can see because it's almost like he's got the devil and angel on his shoulders with the angel being his mom. Who's like, I don't really know if you should be doing this. It's probably not that smart. And then you get his dad like, well, you know, you went through it and you tried to figure it out. And like, here you are. And and I can see where James gets a lot of his mannerisms from because this guy's talking and he's doing the, I was doing it for Colleen last night. He's doing the like head up and like looking down while smiling at you. And it's like, that's what James does. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense, but you do get that kind of dichotomy of his mom and his dad who are trying to push him in a different direction. And he's his dad's telling him, like, yeah, it's okay. Like, you're fine. And he's also telling him, like, I never saw you marrying Raquel. Like it never really made any sense to me. Can you see me marrying Allie? Like, absolutely. Of you're course gonna say, absolutely. he's gonna say that. He said now. I could see it. Oh, well, all right. Well, there you go. I could see it. Of course you're gonna say that now. And you know, a year ago you would have said the same thing about Raquel. So whatever. Did we really need this? No, but I guess we're kind of just going through the journey that is James is drinking. Yeah, I
1: think that's what they're they're aiming to do, but. Moving on from that, we get a lunch with Sheena Ali Lala Ariana. And I like Ali.
0: Yeah, I like Ali. She's... she's not talking about like her star projections, astrology, not an actual star projection in her room. <laughs> you do have to clarify. We, we uh, It sucks that we have to clarify. But yes, <laughs> we have to, especially now there's two people. Uh, Jesus, I don't want to do it. But when she's not talking about astrology and her moon signs and all this bullshit, she seems pretty real. She she seems like nice and she's self-aware, very self-aware, which is more than you can say about a lot of the people on this show.
1: Even when the twin flame thing gets brought up once again, because Lala's like, it's not necessarily a good thing. And Allie's like, no, that's what I was saying. Like it it could be toxic.
0: Like, and that was, I think Lala trying to poke at Allie like, Oh yeah, you're not, you're not running with this twin flame thing just because, you know, machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox are doing it. Right. Like, no, it could be a bad thing. Like I'm very open about that.
1: Okay, cool. Points to you. Points to her. 10 points from Lala. Ugh. Take those away because it is such a bad look to sit there and shit on Raquel's looks at the party. Objectively speaking, not a human being on the planet could look at Raquel at that party and be like, she looked like shit. No. Because it's
0: just not true. It simply she was is saying that she looked like a whore and it's like, she didn't. She like, didn't. She was dressed for a fucking pool party. Because guess what? It was a fucking pool party. So for you to sit there and
1: then try to drag her for what she was wearing, like, Lala, let's go through your fucking wardrobe. Are you shitting uh, me? Like, it just comes off as insecure. It comes off as weak. And it just comes off as, like, a pick-me-girl. Like, it's just Mm. annoying as shit. Like, don't, if you want to take an approach against Raquel, if you want to, like, be anti-Raquel, she's going about it all the wrong ways. Yeah. The one thing though, I did take away, getting away from Lala, and another point for Allie, she could give two shits about going to the wedding. Oh yeah, at, at least
0: in that moment, she might want to just look good for the camera because she. It's also a little more awkward because she's on her own. She's not, you know, friends with these girls, and you're kind of faced right with Sheena, and you have an opportunity. And like, I don't know a lot of people that would take that opportunity in that situation to be like, yeah, you know. Would it be okay if I came to your wedding in Mexico? James really wants to bring me like that. Takes a lot of balls to do that. Take a lot of balls. Especially with, you know, a woman that's planning a wedding and we see her going over a seating chart like that is very stressful to try to piece things together. And you've been going over it for weeks and weeks. And how many times have you gone over it? Like you understand. And I give her credit for not doing that because that is kind of it's it's rough to do that. And it's not like you just said she's very self-aware. You would have to have no self-awareness like somebody like James. To be like, you know what? Like, I really want to come to your wedding. Can you fit me in? No. She understands how hard it is to do that. So she's not going to do that. And she has no backup there. Because you know what? Across the table, Lala will turn on a dime and be like, that is terrible to do. I know. Or she might not say it to your face. No, she'll talk. She might say it to your face, but she might not. She'll She'll talk
1: shit on you behind your back. Exactly. She'll talk shit about you behind your back, mm-hmm. talk a huge game that she, I I almost did this, I almost did that, but you did not I was going to leap across the table and punch her in the face like, no, you weren't. You were not, but you're going to sit there and say that you were because that's what you do. But no, points for Allie there. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. But public service announcement. If you do not get a plus one to a wedding, do not ask for one. No. There's a reason you didn't. Sorry your significant other can't come to the wedding. Either you've only been dating for a short amount of time or they simply didn't have room. Planning weddings is hard. Scene charts are a fucking disaster. Don't ask for a plus one if you don't have a plus one. Yeah. Let's move on. We're at, the next scene is one I never thought that I would see and something I have to admit because I've never been a Brock fan. In this scene with Lala, Sheener, and Brock, one was astounded. Points for Lala. See, I'll give points where points are due. Mm-hmm. She apologizes for how she approached the things with Brock's kids. And the whole Brock's kids scenario also baffles me a little bit. And I want, I need, I need closure on it because mm-hmm. it drives me insane. Because I want to like him. He seems like a good dad, he does seem like a caring partner. But I can't get over the fact that you bounce from Australia and you have two kids there.
0: No, I mean, that is tough to get over. And look, I mean, who knows what the situation is because he's not giving a whole lot of information on it. And it's sort of like kind of what we see in Jersey where like you're giving a little bit of information. People can find some stuff out, but it's going to be a lot of speculation. Yes. And that's kind of where it was in 2021 when this all went down where Lala was kind of just airing it out. Like you left your kids over there. Like what else are we supposed to think? You're not telling us anymore. And there's a domestic charge against it. Yeah, like, so there's, there's a, a lot of shit. there. And like maybe you don't want to talk about it, but people will still speculate, especially with you being on a show like this. That's where the storyline is going to come from. Like now you're You know, you're dating Sheena at that point. This is what people are going to do. So props to Lala for now turning around after what she went through. Yeah. And I do love that quote from 2021 where she says, you know, my fiance would never. He's He's such a a nice guy. He's a stand up man. Like, whoa. Whoa. No, absolutely. Like that must hurt to watch that back. And Lala actually said sorry. Yeah, was she was wrong. Maybe she's not entirely wrong. Maybe you know Brock does deserve to get some shit because of what's going on and these kids in Australia. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be big enough to apologize for that, because now you realize, like, whoa, I just went through some shit. That's pretty big of you. It, I think
1: it was a big moment for her. I, I like to see those three connect. I like to see Brock admit like, you know what? I kind of needed it. Like Mm -hmm. I needed the check. So thank you for that. I actually did reach out to my kids or my ex wife, at least whatever the situation is. I hope he can bridge that gap. And I hope that we can see a side of him. That is a good dude because now I want to like him. I really do want to like him. And I want to know what happened though. I need closure. I can't move on Brock. I don't know if we're ever going to know Brock. We can't, we cannot be unless we get closure or you and I cannot be. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Twin flames, twin flames, twin flames, back Twin flames. Now we're at Sheena's surprise tea party slash bridal shower that she was only half surprised because she saw her sister's car. Yeah. Which is funny. I love that. I did too, especially right after Ariana's like, it's so hard to surprise her. And I got it. I nailed it. And she's like, "Nah, you
0: didn't. You were so close. I do at least appreciate that Sheena didn't tell everybody at the party like, oh, I knew this is what this was going to be because I saw my sister's car. She tells the confessional, which is fair because confessionals are supposed to be just be like your thoughts, Mm -hmm. which is fair. But she didn't ruin everybody else's time by being like, oh, no, I knew what you guys were up to. Like, yeah, no, no, she she played it off well. Yeah. But the main
1: topic here is, once again, we're with James and his drinking because he gets in there and starts crushing pump Pumptini. My, my man gets lit in a hurry. Oh, yeah. And if you ever have to say, if I was drunk, could I do X, Y or Z? Yes, you are drunk. Stop doing what you're it's doing. It's astounding that you're able to hold onto that plate it without was. dropping it. I know. And it's God knows how expensive the yeah. plate is at Villarosa. So this is where me, as a recovering alcoholic, I get a little uneasy when I see these scenes. And I actually, again, I resonated with Lala when she was talking about it. There's a lot of people that go through this, and they mm-hmm. seem to think that they get a handle on it. Yeah, And look, part of the journey fortunately or unfortunately, is that you have to do it on your own. It is about you and what you think, what you feel. You have to figure it out for yourself or it doesn't stick. So it's not for anybody to say, James, do not drink again. Like he needs to figure it out. Yeah. But watching the downfall is never fun. I'm not rooting for it. I want him to figure it out because clearly it's still an issue. If yeah. you can't control it in a, in a scenario in which you need to, right? Like these are all people that are hesitant to let you drink. They're hesitant about the journey you're going on. This is a moment you need to show up and prove if that's the way you want to go, that you can handle your shit. And you're not doing that. And then you snowball it because you throw out to Lala, what if I got married to Ali? What if I asked her to marry me? Which was funny because of the timing. Yes. Because of the Brock and Sheena proposing at his engagement party. Mm-hmm. So that was actually
0: funny, but he was dead serious. I think he would have done that. And that's the thing. Like, It gets exacerbated because he's drunk and he has those issues. I think he would have done that sober. Like, I still think he would have still said, like, I want to marry her, even though he's been dating her for, like, what, four months, five months, whatever. Like, I want to marry her. I want to put kids in her. Like, all of these things that he was saying, he would have said sober. So, like, it's tough because he's drunk. And maybe he wouldn't have said the Brock thing, which, again, it was funny. funny. (laughs) It was very funny. But, yeah, I don't know. It's tough with things like this because, like, the show is better. Maybe when he's not like raging alcoholic, but when he's a little drunk and making very funny comments, I mean, it does get a little bit better. So it is tough because better. you're watching Let's not this say better. Let's not say better for my sake. It's, it's, entertaining. it's, it's entertaining. Yes. It's entertaining. All right. Fine. It's entertaining. But I still do think that he would have said all of those things dead sober. I definitely would. Have. And I think that Lala's reaction may have been a little bit different because she is a little hesitant when he is drinking and she's very hyper focused on it as she's showed in her confessional but he's still sitting there with like LVP and Lala. So that's kind of like a safe space for him. Essentially. It is tough when you're there and you're always around your ex fiance. Like most people don't have to go through that. You don't like, yeah, maybe you have intermingled friends and whatever, but you don't have to film with them. You don't have to be around them all the time. And especially you do not have to be there while somebody who you would call a friend is hitting on her out in the open.
1: Like, I, that's gotta be tough. It does have to be tough. And I, I respect that. However, He's handling it horribly. He's doing the worst job ever. He's using Allie as a pawn. Like, Mm -hmm. there's so many moments between that and then when they get to Schwartz and Sandy's and we can kind of just roll into that. Mm -hmm. But there's so many moments where it's like, dude, stop it. You're putting her in the weirdest spot right now because you, like, when they get to Mexico and he's like... I want to I make out with you right now. I want to make out with you. And she's like, yeah. stop. Immediately after he went after Raquel about the swim-up pool, which again was a terrible look. Yeah, that was weird. And then you want to stick your tongue down Ali's throat in front of her? Like, yeah. you're doing the worst job. If you love this girl that you're currently with enough to marry and put babies in her, as you so eloquently said, shut the fuck up about Raquel. Even if you're still hung up on her, which you clearly are,
0: stop talking well, about even, her. And again, points to Ally because even during that discussion and when and we are jumping around a little bit, but when Allie's sitting in between Ariana and James, and James is going after this whole scene that we didn't get on film, Allie's able to tell him, like, no, you need to calm down. You're being ridiculous. Like, no, stop. Just stop talking. And she gets up and walks away. We never saw Rachel do that. No, we didn't. Rachel was never able to do that. She would always just look at him like, what do I do now? Like, tell me what to do. Like, that's kind of who Rachel is, and that's how that relationship went, and that's why ultimately it didn't work. But you see Allie, Allie has her own voice. When she sits down with all the girls, she has her own voice. She's her own person. When she sits down with him, like, yes, is he annoying? And he's like a four-year-old trying to, like, grasp for your attention and just trying to make out with you in public. No, that's not right. And Allie will tell him, like, no, that's not right. So points to Allie for all of that. Yeah, no, Allie's, I like Allie. I think Allie's got a, a bright future if she can stop talking about
1: astrology. Yes, please. And while we're at Schwartz and Sandy's, we'll just touch on this quickly before we go to Mexico. What is Schwartz doing? I have no idea. What are you doing? Like, You're still around a whole group of friends that know Katie very well, that are friends with Katie. You're openly now flirting with Raquel
0: because Katie's not there. You can't have it both ways. You can't have Katie at this tasting menu event, which we didn't really need to talk about, but... Unless you want to talk about the
1: food. No, because we're going to have to talk about a fucking lobster corn dog. And like the (laughs) fact that the first upscale item you walk out with is a goddamn lobster corn dog. Yeah, which probably tastes pretty good, but honestly, that's not an upscale thing. Don't put corn breading around fucking lobster. Keep it clean. Keep it precise. Lobster needs to be eaten with fucking butter, okay? Period. Don't start this. Sh- if you want to do something like that, make a goddamn lobster roll, I'm not a fucking corn dog because you think you're cool and edgy. And my name's Greg and I'm a
0: douchebag. Yep. Well, there you go. But <laughs> you can't be Schwartz and have Katie over there because I still respect her and I want her to know that I value her opinion. Have her over for that tasting menu, which is very important, I guess. Maybe. Who the fuck knows? And then also go and flirt with Raquel the entire day. Walk away and say, oh, you want to do the sound bath thing? Like it's really cool. Go into the and men's then- bathroom with her? go into the men's bathroom with her, tell her I'll wait outside while you, quote unquote, take a piss. That's weird. <laughs> and then sit outside and talk about the fact that you both have a star projector. You're both weirdos. They are both Both weirdos. weirdos. That was the thing before Scandaval came out is I was like,
1: you know what? Rachel and Tom kind of make sense to me. Not they're Tom Sanders Tom shit. Schwartz. Yeah, they're just both kind of airy and like ditzy and they, mm-hmm. they make sense together. That's what I always thought. And then, Look where we are now. Oh, yeah. Praise be Ariana's candle. But that takes us to Mexico finally, and there's not a ton to talk about here. I mean, we already touched on like the dinner, and that was the big blow up. Yeah. But um, I do want to get back to the Sheena Katie thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So Sheena says because Lala and Katie are comparing their rooms, she's like, "You're so far away. Oh my god." And Sheena gets a confession. She's like, "I moved her room and took her off of the club member list. I do believe the latter." I that, do believe the latter as well, yes. that That's plausible. Mm-hmm. But but if the whole place is sold out to the point that you can't get your bridesmaid a room, how
0: were you able to finagle moving Katie? Seems unlikely because I think Lala is in the wedding. I'm not positive on that. So it would make sense that Lala would be in that building, if you will, closest to where Sheena is. Right. Now Katie is just another attendee, so it would make sense that maybe she wouldn't get priority. So she would be in, you know, the third building or whatever that we were led to believe. So I do not think maybe Sheena called and she thinks that she did this, but I really don't think that she was able to do that unless she was lying about the first part, which is there are no rooms because if it's booked solid, you're not able to move one person to another room
1: Uh, unless she swapped.
0: that's, yeah. She okay, swapped it somebody. could be a
1: swap scenario where she moved mm-hmm. her to a different room and moved that person to the
0: main Okay, the main all room. right. Then let's run with that because I, people are going to hate this either way because, again, we're siding with Sheena. But <laughs> yeah, let's run with that just for my own psyche because I start. I, we talked about it earlier and I'm starting to think that this is all just for the show. And I don't like the way that that sounds, so we're not going to run with that.
1: And we're just going to touch very, very briefly on Ultimate Girls Trip because they drop, they always do the three episode drop, which is tough for us to recap because there's too much there, but we want to catch up to the most recent episode. So we're going to give you a brief synopsis of how we feel about the show thus far. So, me personally, I like it. And I thought that you even might like it for for some reasons but before i get to my reasons why because you're grimacing and shaking your head at me let me hear why you don't like
0: ultimate girls trip 3 (laughs) so the reason i don't like ultimate girls trip 3 is because they paired people up and it's the weirdest pairings of people we get whitney and heather who are not they're not on the same page at the end of salt lake city but they will still cling to each other because they know each other and they're not you know maybe they're both like outgoing and whatever but it's just weird that it's just a weird group of women, and it's always just a weird group of women for me. Candice and Giselle do not get along, but they both said that they do not plan on hashing out things from the season here. We're going to not talk about it. We're just going to squash it. Whatever. Portia, I I enjoy Portia because we didn't get to watch a lot of Atlanta, so I'm actually kind of happy because I do remember her from watching Atlanta. So I'm happy that she's there. Pepsi is the star of everything, Pepsi's which you will agree man. with. But that's back-to-back butlers that have taken us by storm. I don't really know. I think that Ultimate Girl Strip 2 sucks so bad that the butler looked good. Marco. But looking back on Marco, he just looked lost. But he was funny. He was funny. He did. All right, fine. He, he brought like a comedic element. Pepsi's that a gem. Really that man Pepsi is a is gem. Awesome because he's talking shit yeah. and he's also the best butler that's there. He's oh, like, he's I will on wait. top of it. When you wake up every morning, I will be here. Yeah, yeah. I'll... You go to bed every night, I will still be here. He's great. What do you do? How do you sleep? Do you sleep? Probably not. But he's great. He's the star of the show. And then we just get Giselle just doing the shit that we hated from Potomac. And she doesn't know any of these women. I thought... And immediately when she starts talking about Leah's drinking, and she's like, yeah, I thought that maybe, like... Heather said that maybe we can get you a drink and it would be fun. No. Immediately throwing Heather under the bus. You just met this woman. She should have for that. I know, but like I don't th- Heather again, problem. She goes, I read your book. Well, if you read the book, then you know that she has a huge problem with drinking and she will relapse. Like, Intro a- with how are you gonna stay sober? I feel like I'm a- obligated yeah. to support you. And then she says, Let's get her drunk. But well, she's sober, isn't she? That's the challenge. That's, but this this is the problem that I have with Ultimate Girls Trip, is the selection. While Portia, I think, will be good because she, even though she said, like, oh, Bravo's trying to, like, win me back with this nice thing. Like, no, it's on Peacock, lady. (laughs) Like, no. She's just trying to win back a role. Okay, noted, whatever. Whitney and Heather, I do not care about. I would almost rather have, like, Meredith there. At least Lisa Barlow. Send Lisa over there with Heather. I would have liked Lisa there. Or Lisa and Whitney because I actually kind of liked Whitney towards the end of the season. Like, that would be better. Giselle, I... Can't stand because she does this shit. But Candice is not going to do much except for probably have a good time, and we kind of get that role where somebody fills that that void where it's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to have a good time here. Okay, whatever, that's fine. It's not going to be good for the show. It, it's just I don't like the mix of people. And Leah again, like I don't know, she was kind of a dud on Roni, and there was so much drama with Roni at all times that I felt like Lisa just kind of like stepped in there or Leah just stepped in there rather. I, I just don't really know what this show's going to be. And, and maybe it'll get better. Look, I'll hold out hope for it. I said last week that I wasn't going to watch it, but obviously I'm going to fucking watch it. All right. Why so I, do you like I it? I
1: disagree with everything you said. Um, I really enjoy. it. I don't it. care about Heather's fucking black eye, please. I don't either, but here's what I like. And this is what we didn't get. And what we will never get from like Salt Lake. I like that the women in the group are like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That's ridiculous. What do you mean you don't remember? You're not telling us the whole story. Every like half truth we've gotten out of all the other women from every franchise. The women from the other franchises are like, no nah, bullshit. Tell us. Like they're not, they're not tiptoeing around it because they're not afraid of Jen Shaw. They're not afraid mm-hmm. of the ladies of Potomac. They're not afraid of like anybody because they don't know them. So they're asking the questions that we want to ask. I like that. That's fun to me. I love the setting. It's a beautiful place. Pepsi is the shit, and I'm a Coke man, but Pepsi is the shit, and I think that there's a lot of potential. I think it's going to be a fun ride. That's why all of our listeners like it,
0: just because you're a fucking curmudgeon. I think, once again, we're going to get too many episodes. That might be a thing. Six is perfect for these weird shit, and I get, like, you probably spent a ton of money on this beautiful mansion, compound, whatever you want to call it, in Thailand, it looks incredible. And obviously you have to pay Pepsi, whatever the fuck he wants, because he is going to run the show. But I feel like they're just going to try to milk it for way too long. And then we're just going to get tired of it. Cause that's what happens with these one-off shows. Well, time will tell,
1: but as it always does, I'm excited. I like it so far, but next week we'll dive into episode four. We'll do like an actual recap of it. And uh, hopefully shooter turns. We'll see. I know you're listening. Los, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us one last time to Miami.
0: I always think that you might hit the wrong button on that too.
1: Well, people don't know that we can't hear it until,
0: yeah, yeah, the episode that's true. Airs so I probably started talking while the horn was still blaring. You might have I always think that maybe you're gonna slip up and hit the wrong button, then it's like some somber song, oh uh, I could
1: do this one like the. Yay, it's pause. You can't hear it either. So, yeah. we don't have headphones on. So, I'm just clicking we buttons. Have no idea what's going on. Anyway, let's get back to business. We're just going to touch on this one quickly as well. We're trying to get to Jersey, but we got to touch on everything. It was a big week, lots of shows. Um, what did you think about episode
0: three of the reunion? I thought it stunk too long. I think they could have done with one episode. Just one episode. Like, it doesn't make sense to have, again, a Peacock exclusive. Having three episodes for a reunion mm. for a season that like, yeah, it had things going on and there were issues, but you can hash them all out in one episode. Just, I would actually be happier if they just did like an hour and a half long one episode. Like if you feel like it's one of these shows, oh, yeah, that's you going to idea. touch on a lot. Like I will watch an hour and a half straight through or, you know, I'll watch the first hour, half an hour later, whatever. There were things that needed to be addressed. I feel like they didn't really address anything. It was mostly just women shouting at each other. And then coming back together and then shouting each other again. And we never really got anywhere. There was no closure to be had. I just need for a show like this an update on where they are now. Tell me where Lisa and Lenny are. How'd that Halloween party go? What are we doing now? Okay, great. Nicole and Larsa, are you guys friends? Are you not friends? Why? Okay, cool. Done. Adriana and Alexia, are you guys friends? Marisol, shut the fuck up. You do have a (laughs) drinking problem. Like Adriana is wild and all of the things that she did with like the rehab thing, like whatever. It, it, it just went on for too long. Like, we didn't need the three episodes. I will not let that take away from a pretty enjoyable season. Oh, uh, no, I won't either. I will either. say that. I won't either. And I think the first episode
1: was decent of the reunion. I think that's all they needed. I think the season overall was good. We both thoroughly enjoyed it. It was our first foray into Miami. I think that the only thing we need to say about this episode was it appears that there is at least an olive branch for Adriana. Like they seem to somewhat come to terms towards the end. And like, I think the recap of like the bridesmaid thing seemed to kind of drum up some emotion mm-hmm. finally out of Marisol and Alexia to where they were like, could see past all the stupid shit Adriana's was doing. And just because Alexia and Marisol are a nightmare half the time. It doesn't gloss over that Adriana says really, really mean, dumb stuff. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a filter and just kind of comes out, and then she tries to backpedal and act like it wasn't supposed to be mean, which doesn't work. But I don't think it's from a place of, like, hate. I think it's just desperation at this point.
0: I don't even know if it's desperation. I I honestly, I feel like Adriana's hurt, but she just can't really vocalize why she's hurt and how she's hurt and do it in, in a constructive way because... I mean, let's face it, the other women that she's having issues with don't do that. They don't filter their emotions, but they have people backing them, especially when it's Alexia and Marisol. They can say whatever the fuck they want because they know that they have each other's backs. They never turn on each other. Mm -hmm. Larsa, for the most part, will also not turn on Alexia or Marisol. And she says ridiculous things, too. So none of them really have filters. Like I think Nicole and Gertie and even Lisa, to an extent, I feel like they all have pretty good filters and they have good heads on their shoulders and they will always come to a point where like, all right, yeah, like maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong, whatever. In most cases, they're not really wrong. Like we tend to agree with Nicole and Gertie and Lisa more. I love Gertie. Gertie's great because she actually shows real change. Like she realized she had a discussion with her husband about like not being present and not doing this and maybe working too much. She cut her work time back. She spends more time with her family. Like that's what we like to see. It was amazing. That,
1: That whole interaction between her and Andy and her explaining like how she felt when she heard it Mm -hmm. and like how much it hurt and like what she was able to do since then is incredible and like I wish there was more emphasis on that kind of change out of these women and not like just how much drama and shit can we start like watching Gertie figure that out was beautiful it It really was
0: Yeah, and I I don't know like what you expect from the show I think they do need to trim a couple from the show just to keep it on point because there's just too many moving parts and too too many annoyances for me but i do think that overall they have a good thing going yeah they do and we did get one last shot at the lingerie party from 2011 we did
1: we got one more ass slap one more creepy mm-hmm. guy like lingering in the background of the oh, shot boy. i hate that to clip i hate it but just as soon kidding. as they We're said not. it as soon as they said halloween party i was like they're gonna show the clip yep. And sure it enough, showed in a couple weeks, but I'm happy that we got one last. At least. Yeah. to kind of send us off. And <laughs> with that. Miami's done. Sad horn. But now we're back at summer house and I want to call this the, the Danielle episode, mm-hmm. the, the bad Danielle episode, because, yeah. because I had a hard time watching it. I didn't, honestly made a lot of stuff make sense
0: yeah i mean you've been talking about danielle kind of like meddling where she doesn't belong and having opinions on things that she shouldn't have opinions on and kind of just being wrong honestly and it came to fruition during this episode but here i want to start with Lindsay and amanda's
1: lunch Mm -hmm. okay this has been a long time coming it's two friends that have been friends and they weren't friends they've been trying to find their way back to friendship i guess yeah i think so Not really, though, because, like, they both just talk shit about each other behind their... I will say, when it comes to, like, the smack talk, I haven't really heard a lot out of Lindsay regarding Amanda.
0: No, not really at all, honestly. I mean, she... Even when Amanda had her meltdown the other night, like, Lindsay didn't do a whole lot. She just... I mean, yeah, she smiled and she smirked. She had, obviously, issues with Kyle and she was talking to Carl about it. But, like, when you look back at it, she really didn't say anything bad about Amanda. Like, Danielle started that whole thing. Yeah, shocker, Danielle yeah.
1: started it. But they seem to end on good terms, or at least, like, under the agreement, like, we're going to be cordial. Let's enjoy the summer. Yes. Like, this foursome that we have should be more fun. Like, we're in business together. Like, everyone loves each
0: other. Like, we should be getting along. I, I do think... At first, when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, like Lindsay's breaking down and actually showing vulnerability and showing her emotion. And you can tell that Amanda did not expect that at all. I think that she went into this lunch with a completely different mindset, thinking that Lindsay was going to kind of stand her ground and be a tough girl. And like, Lindsay did stand on that and say, like, I portray myself as this tough girl that has no emotions, but really deep down, like, I don't know what to think. And like, I'm pretty upset about this whole thing. But when you're looking back on this season, like Lindsay even says during that lunch, like, I thought that we were going to go into the summer, like excited because, you know, I'm dating Carl now and Kyle and Carl are best friends and they work together. And I was excited to like hang out with you guys and it should be fun. But Lindsay hasn't done anything Mm. aside from that to indicate that she was looking forward to this. Like when she came in, it seems like she was kind of dreading it. And she was just so obsessed with her relationship with Carl that she didn't really spend any time with Amanda. Like she says that she was excited to spend time with her and this foursome is going to be so much fun. But she wasn't nice to Amanda at all. So it completely contradicts all the things that she said during this. So when I first watched it, I was like, holy shit, like she's actually being real and breaking down. And I actually believed it. But I think she was full of shit maybe in just that moment. I don't disagree with the fact that she was probably upset and she was probably hurt by the things that Amanda said. And she was hoping that maybe they'd be able to squash it, whatever. But she wasn't doing anything to show that she was excited to maybe mend this relationship with Amanda. So I do disagree with her there. But I do think that she was at least being a little more real than Amanda. Yeah, I think so, too.
1: Amanda seemed like really guarded with the conversation. Like she didn't really want to dive into it. Or maybe she was just hyper skeptical and that's how it was coming off like possibly she just she didn't seem to give as much as Lindsay did and Mm -hmm. that bugged me because me too yeah if you're gonna agree to do this like if you're gonna agree to go sit down then you should go sit down with an open mind ready to mend it Mm -hmm. she does kind of get there eventually but it seemed more so to me like it was all right like yeah let's just be friends we'll figure this whole thing out instead of like a genuine yeah you know what we got off on the wrong foot this summer. This is ridiculous. Let's figure this shit out and let's just move on. That's pretty
0: much how Carl and Kyle also ended their discussion. Valid point. Like, let's let the girls just figure it out and we should be fine. Like, they both kind of just pushed it off. On the other, yeah. On the other person. It was like, you know what, like Amanda and Lindsay were like, you know what, Carl and Kyle have things to figure out. They work together. Clearly something's not right, but they're trying to push past it. So why don't we just try to push past it too? Like, neither comes to an actual resolution. And it is funny, but like, I feel like I agree with you right with Amanda. She should have shown more emotion. She should have shown maybe a little bit of vulnerability because nothing bothers me more than when someone on one side of the table and you have an issue that you need to squash shows emotion and is actually real. And the other person just kind of stands pat. Like, yeah, I get maybe you were caught off guard by Lindsay doing this, but you are also the aggressor in a lot of ways. Yeah. Honestly, and you made the comments that were on camera either to her face or behind her back about how you feel about lindsay as a person and they're not nice things so you should be remorseful unless you really don't want this to get better and you don't like lindsay then at least be real and just be like you know what like i don't think that we can ever get to a point where we're going to be friends but at least we can be cordial around like say that out loud if that's how you feel like i hate when people guard their their feelings like and
1: that and she keeps what she does is like lean on that text she sent i apologized already it's like that's different when you're face to face it's different than a text like if you send an apology text the first conversation you should have the next time you see them is, hey, I am really sorry. Yeah. That just like, it solidifies it. Yeah, now you're you hiding behind work. the wall of your phone, which is childish. That is childish. Well done. Well said. Moving right along, we get a great spread from Robert. Robert is there with Danielle for the weekend. And as I said already, you see where all of Danielle's problems come from. And it's not necessarily because of Robert. It's just their relationship. Mm-hmm. Everything that she is saying and projecting and complaining about with Lindsay and Carl are all things that she's not getting from Robert due to his job. Yes. Period. That's that's all it is. Literally everything. Why can't you come with him, Montauk? But fast forward, after they all get home from dinner, she goes directly upstairs to bed and starts texting Robert, come upstairs, come upstairs, come upstairs. One, really bad look. Two, you can't say in a confessional, look, Robert works like 90 hours a week. This is also his opportunity to blow off steam. I'd love to spend some time with him, but hey, he's got a party and have some fun. The first thing you do when he starts to party is try to reel him in. So you're contradicting yourself once again. And all she does is project. And before we get to the the after party, I do want to talk about Club Ultra. Oh, yeah. And I even drew like a rock on in my notebook <laughs> um, because we get to see him party. We get to see him at a club. We yeah. see him clubbing. I, I enjoyed them clubbing. Did you? I did. You enjoyed that scene. I thought it was a glimpse into something we haven't seen in a while, other than, like, you know, Lindsay and Carl are...
0: That's what uh, I'm talking about. That overshadowed everything, though. But here's my thing,
1: okay? And this is what annoys me with the rest of the cast regarding Lindsay and Carl. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it didn't irk me a little bit, but they all want to see, and even Carl commented on he wants to see the newbies, like, mix it up with some chicks, like, you know, hook up a little bit, cause mischief, or whatever. They're just hooking up. At the bar, which is like what we want the other people to do. Is it just because they're together? So
0: we're like, ugh, like maybe. I, I think the fault lies with Bravo with their production team because I think that they're leaning heavily into the fact that they truly don't want us to like Lindsay and Carl together. Honestly, like that probably sucks for Lindsay and Carl. But there could have been other things going on, and this is one of those rare moments, and we talked to Carl about this where there is not really any red tape around this. Like Bravo's production crew is allowed to come into this bar. They're allowed to film. And there's probably hours of footage because they were there for a few hours. Yeah. Like they were there. I think they didn't get home until like after one. And they got there at like 1030 maybe. So there's a couple hours of footage. There is probably a lot of stuff that happened there. But instead Bravo chose to show us Lindsay and Carl making out a lot of PDA and then their reactions to it Yeah. instead of letting us just kind of like focus on what this show should be about, which is having fun in the Hamptons at the bar. Like we need to know more about Sam and Chris and Gabby, not Lindsay and Carl making out, like leave them alone. Like at this point, I don't care. Just stop showing. That's them. a good way to put it. Just leave them out of it. Yeah. Leave them alone because you know what they're doing. We don't need to see it. And you're
1: making it worse for them. You're making us not like them. And like you said, I want to get to know everybody else because I really like Sam. Chris cracks me up mm-hmm. and Gabby is great for TV. Whether you like her or not, like she is good for the show. Yeah, I agree. With so, that. So give us more of them. I, I'm with you here. I didn't even think of it that way. I am going to blame production for pointing us in the wrong direction. And you know what production overall?
0: They've had a shoddy year with everything, with everything. They've, because they've they think that the we mark. care more about these stupid things that just drag on forever. Like we don't care. And I think if you're asking me honestly, like looking back, it's been a couple of years of this. And that's that's a focused even on summer house last year. They focused on the Austin and Sierra thing. I got over that so quick. Like I just didn't care anymore. It was dragging on so long and there was definitely other things going on. Like they're there for what, 18 hours a day filming? Like, there's got to be more information out there. There's got to be more scenes out there that you can use. Instead, you just decide to pile on with the same bullshit over and over. Let it go. Let it run its course for a couple episodes, and we're done. Like, at this point, Lindsay and Amanda have squashed it. Carl and Kyle have squashed it. Stop focusing on it. We're done.
1: I agree. Move on. I 100% agree. But we get to the vineyard, and it's a lovely day. They're just sipping wine, talking about how easy it used to be to come as Kyle so eloquently put and Sam out of left field. It's like, Oh yeah, this one time, uh, you know, a guy spit in my mouth and I loved it. it was like, <laughs> I thought that was a huge plus for Sam, not because of the comment that like the specifics of the comment, but just the fact that she's
0: like, but here and yeah, like yeah. throws that out on the table. It's like word vomit. Like yeah. here, I, I throw this out. Like that was funny, but like that, I feel like that's where we're missing these things. Like, These are new people. Yeah. We need to get to know them. So let those things kind of flourish and stop focusing on the dumb shit. I 100% agree. The biggest thing that happened this episode was
1: we get to see Lindsay go out. Like she got, she's like, I want to go out with the ladies tonight. And Carl told us that was coming. Sure enough. She's like, I'm going to go cut loose tonight. And I hated, hated how this scene played out. It really bummed me out because Lindsay can't do anything right. And like, for those that have listened for a while, you know, I'm not like a Lindsay fan, right? Like, that's not where I stand. But you can't play both sides against her. Last year, she had a problem. All of you were like, she's going off the rails. She's doing too much, blah, blah, blah. She's not going to Montauk last week. She finally goes out and is like getting after it, which is clearly what you all have wanted. Yep. And now we all question her about it.
0: Yeah, no, I I hated that. I hated the conversation about like her curving her drinking around Carl like that. Like we we've had a discussion about like not allowing Lindsay to weaponize the fact that she got sober for Carl or got sober around Carl or whatever. But you can't throw that back in her face because she's not drinking as much as she used to. Like one, generally speaking, you're getting older. You can't be doing that as much. Two, she's happy in her relationship, unlike Danielle is. So she's not going to go up to Montauk. She's not going to do this. Like, don't put her under a microscope because she's happy in her relationship and not doing the things that she did when she was single or even with other ex-boyfriends who, let's face it, like, she didn't really like that relationship with Stavi or – is that his name? Stavi? Yeah, nice. Yeah, all right, Whatever with the sandwich guy or like whoever else, like she is happy now and she's getting older and she's slowing down and she's enjoying her life a little bit more just because it doesn't align with your interests or you feel like I miss the old Lindsay. Like it doesn't mean that she's not still there. She even said, I wanted to have a girl's night tonight because I feel like I've been spending too much time with Carl and around the guys. Like I wanted to have a girl's night to let loose. You're not letting me let loose. Instead. You're just telling me that everything I'm doing is wrong. Like that sucks. It does. And
1: for you to sit there and then challenge, her cutting back on drinking was banana land. It yeah. was crazy. It's like, yeah, I hated that. Danielle's big statement: is, "I loved you the way that you were." Like, but shut get out up. A relationship. You're friends. You're a friend one, two. You're advocating for heavy drinking versus cleaning up your act and getting a little like getting yeah. sober. Like, who the fuck takes that stance? What a weird hill it, to it's die just on. Such a weird hey, hill. Yeah, you were a mess last year when you were drinking too much. You've you've gotten a boyfriend now who is sober, and you're trying to support him and drink less. Don't change for anybody. Like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. If you're trying to better yourself, for one, yourself, and two, your relationship, that's a wonderful thing. Continue to do that. Don't let these weird comments, like, derail you because these girls are idiots. Mainly Danielle. The fact that she's sitting there making faces the whole time to the point where everybody in the group's like, what are you doing? Like, stop with the faces. Stop with the nonsense. And she takes, I take serious offense. Like, there's no reason for me to go to Montauk. Danielle, there is no reason for her to go to Montauk. Carl's not there, and if she—that's how their relationship is—then
0: that's how it is. Not to mention, it was eleven thirty, and it's an hour to Montauk. She didn't feel like dealing with it just because you feel like dealing with it, and you've got the energy to go do that. Then go do it. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. The whole conversation made no sense, and I much rather watch Lindsay do this with Carl and like kind of have like little squabbles about like actual relationships and have an issue with Danielle than I would rather her watch. Or then I'd rather watch her last year being drunk as shit every weekend and hooking up with Austin and coming home with some random guy. And it's just it was like terrible. It was cringy to watch last year. She's cleaned up her act. She's much better. She's a better person. She's a better girlfriend. She's happier. She's happier. Let her be fucking happy. If you're actually her friends, no, you're going to be selfish as shit because you really don't like your relationship with Robert. And now you're just projecting it on Lindsay because Lindsay's not there for you to cut loose and have fun because she's actually having a good life. Yeah. Quit projecting your shit. Shooter here to talk to you guys about Nutrafol. Look, when we watch these shows, a lot of the times I just want to rip my hair out. When people say stupid things and they go on about all this nonsense, the only thing that I can think of is, well, let me just rip my hair out. If you're thinking like that, don't do that. Instead, help your hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is great. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning. Stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician-formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so that you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000-plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code BRAVBROS.com. To save $15 off your first month subscription, this is the best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutriful.com, spelled N U T R A F O L.com, promo code BROPROS.
1: Last but not least, we're back in Jersey for a wild episode. I actually very much enjoyed this episode. Looking back, I know with Zach, I said I didn't. I gave it a five out of ten. Yeah, you did. When we, when we discussed it, I, I my score went up. I know you can't rescore, so I'm stuck at five out of ten. But I'll give it like a seven. I'll give you a rescore? I'll give a seven. Okay. Okay, not an eight. Eight eight implies it was a great
0: episode. Seven means it was it was good. I I think I gave it an eight only because so much happened, but I was also so confused. Like I I. I never really get the urge to really rewatch episodes like it really across really anything that I'm watching, honestly. But this I felt like I needed to rewatch because I was confused. There were so many moving parts, so much new information, so many things going on, so many beefs with everybody. It was just hard to keep track of. Well, Let's do
1: it. Let's bullet point it. All right. bullet right, Bullet point number one, Pizzagate. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the most confusing of it all. It's extremely confusing. So allegedly, Louis invested 250k with Joe Gorgas' pizza business idea. I'm still confused at the premise of the idea. They were buying pizza ovens and then they got
0: boxes. I, were they going brick and mortar? I, I think so if you have pizza ovens unless they're going to cook out of Louie's house or Well, no cuz like Joe's people house.
1: do have trailers that they pull up for places yeah. and stuff that
0: are pizza businesses. Like I've worked with some I of think those. The plan was to have brick and mortar yeah i think their plan was to have an actual restaurant or store at least to pick it up well regardless they were planning on going
1: into business together which i'm shocked that we haven't i had heard zero about this Nothing. until the episode yeah but apparently it fell through because joe wanted 50 percent even though he fronted zero dollars just for his intellectual idea for his intellectual property Yep. louis who invested 250k said i'll give you five percent mm-hmm. which we broke it down with zach that's what you get normally when you invest with a company, like, for example, Schwartz and Sandy put in 50000 apiece to TomTom, so, yeah. Tom, right? And they each got 5% of the business. Yes. Like, that's a standard number for a low investment, even more so if you're not invested at all. Joe's defense was, I could have fronted the two fifty. Like, I, I would have done he that. Never he never asked me for the money. He never asked me yeah. for the money. But when push comes to shove, you can't blame it on the pizza boxes and skinny girl pizza, whatever the fuck it was supposed to be called, via Teresa.
0: Yeah, and that's that's where it like, that's where I get completely lost because somebody's not, I, neither of them are probably telling the truth. But how does it go from Joey going to Louie and saying, I've got this idea for a pizza thing. I'd love for you to invest with me. I've got zero dollars on my own. Like, that's, you're already fucked. And then it goes through this whole thing where Louie's like, yeah, yeah, I'll agree to it. If you do 5%, I'll, here's 250K, whatever and then out of nowhere all of a sudden we've got skinny girl pizza yeah like what something happens there and something they're not telling like, us there's a
1: big piece missing yes. here sure but from an objective standpoint looking at this as a business plan joe if you wanted a higher percentage you should have approached him as an investor not a brother-in-law and yeah. been like here's my business plan this is what I want out of it this is what I'm investing zero here's what I want from you for X amount. And then Louie could come back and be like, okay, well, if you want this percentage, I need this out of you. If Mm -hmm. that doesn't work, we shouldn't do this. But instead, they just jump right in. Here's $250,000 that he then
0: apparently just ate. Like, he didn't get anything back. I guess Joe bought ovens and pizza boxes or something, but where are the ovens? And there's no ovens. So I... Here's where all the speculation comes in, because we Mm. know Joe as a businessman. We know how many issues he has right now, how many lawsuits he's in right now for his contracted business. I saw something the other week that he was putting things up on his Instagram saying, another makeover by Joey Gorga isn't this beautiful. And it was some woman's house that she built from scratch. No. He had nothing to do with it. And nope. then when she confronted him about it, he said, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I had somebody else go out and take a picture of the house. They must have taken a picture of the wrong house. And that was recognized recognize his... the house? He had no idea. What an idiot. He's, he's the worst businessman probably ever. And he's probably in crippling debt and this is all speculation, I have no idea, but this is what I'm just thinking. (laughs) I think what happened is Louis came with the 250 k told him, buzz off, you're not getting 50%. Joe got mad about it. He said, fine, I'll give you 5% for the intellectual property, and then you can buy in later or whatever. Joe disagreed again, and Louis said, you know what, fuck it. Like I'm not dealing with you. This is not how people do business. We're not doing this. I will go do this with Teresa. Joe got pissed off, but Joe doesn't want to seem like Oh no! I said no to putting money in. Right. I said that my idea was better than anything else. Right. I didn't want to. So now he's going to look at the tough guy and be like, "Louis never asked me for any money. Like it was your idea. Louis shouldn't ask you for money for your own idea when you approach him for a subject for a new business and you have zero dollars. Right. If you approach doesn't him make sense as an investor. You're like, hey, I'm I'm putting up 250k. Do you want to match it and we'll go 5050? That's what, that's what you say. What makes sense? That's what you don't you say. walk up and be like, here's a great idea. I'm asking for it. like if this was on Shark Tank,
1: they would have laughed. They'd be out
0: they would they they, they every would every one of them out. i'm out you want what for you want 0 dollars yes. from you 250 for your
1: mines yeah yeah get the fuck yeah, out of here it just doesn't make any sense the whole thing didn't track at
0: all no it, it was the, i was so lost but now that i'm able to like think about it and put pieces together that's what makes the most sense
1: i think the first mistake why the fuck would you get into business with each other to begin with you guys are not on good terms this is only going to muddy the waters even if it goes well mm hmm Even if it goes well, you know how difficult it is to be in business with a friend or family member? If you disagree on anything, the whole thing can implode. Yes. So that was their first mistake. I'm not shocking that this is what ended up happening. But the funny thing is, you could argue that this is the root of their issues now? Is this what called the irreparable damage to their family? Is this fucking pizza business? I guess. Get over it. Get over it. Joe has such a big ego that this makes sense, that that's probably why. It does. It really does. And he's acting like a hurt puppy dog because I'm going to start doing that. Anytime I get a new idea for like a new venture, I'm going to go to people and be like, look, I want 50%. I need (laughs) $300,000 out of you with no other stipulations, no other kickbacks. Just this is how it's going to be if you want to be in business with this guy. Most of the action takes place at Fuda's Shore House. We're still in Seaside Heights, I guess. That's... I need to know what John Fuda does for a living. I think it's like a tile business or
0: something, but like. It, yeah, I think he rolled, he sold his, ironically, pizza business and made a good amount off of that. And then I think he rolled it into, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Rachel. So Rachel Fuda, did you know this? Rachel Fuda, that is her name. That is not her uh, married name. It is not John Fuda. What his last it? name is like Deatry. Wait, she. What? Her last name is Fuda.
1: But they call him John she, Fuda.
0: His last name is also Fuda. He took her name, which is fine. Oh. But the reasoning behind that is because her comp- her dad owns a tile company that's pretty big and she wanted to continue that name so that when they get the business, they it can just be the Fudas. Over. Okay. Yes, that so makes that makes sense. sense. So John Fuda, I don't really know what he does for work at this point. I know that he did have a pretty successful bu- uh, business with pizza. Sold that, made a good amount of money. The tile money is coming from her side of the okay. family. When I heard family business, I thought yes. John Fuda. Yeah. I, didn't so I did not know that either. I saw that on Twitter, I think, yesterday, the day before, and I was like, whoa. Did you that's hear actually the, pretty good information?
1: It's great information. Did you hear the rumor that apparently to try to get him on the show, Joe traded FUDA. He gave Joe tile for his house okay. for free. Yeah. And in return, Joe got him on the show. Oh, that's a rumor that's out wow. there. Yeah,
0: I mean, that would track.
1: I, I yeah, like the that rumor, tracks. it tracks 100, especially with Joe, Joey Corners. Yeah, Joey Corners because he cuts corners. That's yeah. what I'm gonna call him I Joey, like corners. That. Joey Corners. Joey Corners goes to that. him. And, hey, I got it. I got a deal, I got I a little deal, a little business deal for you. I love that. I love that. I don't have that in Bring a while. Bring it back. Bring it back. But we're at Fuda's party, and that house is schwanky as shit for like the Jersey Shore. Like, you know, how expensive oh, yeah. that place would be absolutely a yeah, like two million dollar house. Yeah, but. They're kicking it there, and so much happens. So much happens. We're going to start out. We're doing bullet Bullet points. points. So let's go Marge and Danielle. All right, Marge, Danielle, and Rachel Fuda. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: I have a habit of calling both Fudas, Fudas. That's fine. So Lady Fuda is, (laughs) (laughs) she's brought into this conversation because Marge and Danielle start discussing what Danielle said, okay? And if we go back to that cut scene, One, Danielle didn't say anything like inflammatory. What she was saying was, I heard this about Marge. It's a statement of fact. There was no stank in her voice. There was no maliciousness. It was just, this is what I heard about Marge. Fuda echoes it. Lady Fuda says, yeah, she has an arsenal, whatever. She says the same exact sentence that Danielle said. But when shit's hitting the fan, Marge is calling out Danielle. Marge is like, I don't like that. That's high school shit. And I graduated and she escalates it to a level so that she weird. didn't need to go. Yeah, I'm coming from Marge this oh. week. She loses her shit. It's it's unbecoming. It doesn't, it's not a good look. She starts going in on Danielle, who's utterly confused and looks to Fuda for help. Fuda draws a line in the sand yep. immediately. I am team Marge because I'm an idiot. And she backs up Marge. She's like, I didn't say anything. What did I say? What did I say? Tell me what I said. And nothing, nothing makes me angrier. I hate when I see like an argument or people are going back and forth and you call them on like, well, yeah, what's your evidence? Yeah. And like, is there times where that's necessary? For sure, where you need to be like, all right, we'll back it up. But there's other times where you know what happened. You're just trying to catch them off guard and get them to freeze. She does it, Danielle freezes and she's like, look, yeah, I know I said that, but the way that you're portraying it is different than how I said it. I didn't say it that way. Marge doesn't care. The fact that she said it is enough for Marge yeah. to have a fucking tantrum and storm off like a brat because that's what she is.
0: She goes off, and Fuda is like, are we good? No. no not even remotely. <laughs> that was great in harmony. But no, I, and I do really think that Fuda just learned how to play the game quicker than Danielle did. did. And we did not expect this at all, Dude. honestly. If I was looking back at the first, second episode, whatever, I would have pegged Danielle to be this person, the antagonizer and figuring out the game quicker. Fuda figured it out quick. And she, what? Who cares which team she chose? She drew her line in the sand. She latched onto a veteran. She's feeding her information, and she's playing the game. And Danielle is caught off guard. She has no idea what to do. Everybody's coming for her and her brother and all these other things. And she's playing directly into Marge's hand, And Marge now knows, obviously she knows how to play the damn game, but she gets away with lines like, oh, you're going to say I have an arsenal. Well, maybe I'll just reach out to your sister-in-law. Maybe I'll reach out to your brother and find out what happens. And that's actually what Marge does. Proving what she does. absolutely what she does. And she's playing it off like it's a joke. But it's not because you've done this in the past with other people and we've seen it and we know how you play this game. We know what you do. So when somebody says you do have an arsenal, like you do have an arsenal. And then you just proved our you fucking You just proved how you do it in a playful way. And look, I mean, it, it sucks because we really like Danielle, but she is not having a good showing because anytime that shit hits the fan, she leaves. She leaves. And, and it's, it's tough. And she does... And I like Danielle. I will stick up for Danielle. I'm still on her
1: team here for the time being. Like, I I, I think that I she... I will because she's real, but... I... She can do a lot for the show. She just has to learn how to play the game. And maybe she needed this check to be like, shit, mm-hmm. like, don't trust anybody out here. No, yeah. But she needs to stop running from the argument. You're correct. And she needs to not give them information in which they can run with it, especially when you got Jackie up your ass trying to get you off the show so she can get back to a full time. Yes. She's doing the absolute most, and it's the absolute worst, bro. I'm so sick of Jackie on the screen. She has this different air about her this year. Like, last year, she was going through some stuff. There was some moments where people connected with her. Like, was it her best season ever? No, but she was also dealing with a lot of shit. We resonated with that. We're like, oh man, like she's going through it. We appreciate the honesty, the openness, like Jackie, we're rooting for you. Yeah. She came back with a fucking vengeance and not in a good way. You were allegedly taking a step back for your own personal health. And now you're coming on stronger than ever throwing grenades At Danielle nonstop, the way she dresses, the shit with her brother. Let's not forget, Jackie, you don't talk to your sibling either. You've yet to discuss it with us. We don't really know the ins and outs of it, but you're gonna throw Danielle under the bus because she offered some information, assuming she was in a safe space, only to then be berated by every woman there. Everyone jumps on that train. What's going on with your brother? That can't be it. There's no way that's it. But there's also, hold on. There's also a way to go about it. There's a way to go about it that they don't do. And this is what pisses me off. Because you took the stance like, no, it's good. Like, they're playing the game. She gave the information, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, fine. Ask her in a non-combative way. Don't do it in front of everybody. In that way, I want to know what happened, but you're only going to shut her off. And why are they trying to pigeonhole her right now? Like, they don't know her that well yet. Why are we anti-Danielle? I know why Jackie is, but why does everyone else jump on
0: board? I don't understand why people are jumping on board. I don't understand why they're not like, I just think it's easier to put this together that there's got to be more information. And I truly do agree with that. I do think that there is way more to this story. There's no chance in hell that your brother blocked you on Instagram just because you were being annoying and doing weird TikToks and whatever during the pandemic. There's got to be more to the story. I agree with that. I do think that she was just a little wrong to leave this information out there, knowing that these women will see some blood in the water. She shouldn't have left it open-ended. Never leave it open-ended. But at this point, I do disagree. Like People have come after her. She's had every opportunity to end it. Tell us what happens. You could make up anything. Who the fuck cares? If you don't talk to your brother anymore and it's an irreparable relationship at this point, you could just lie. You could just honestly just be like, he was a dick to my husband. He was this. He was that. Whatever. Just shut them up. Because you leaving and you not saying anything and you not giving them any answers is making it worse for you. They sit there and they speculate. Yes. So you have to give them an answer at this point. And you're not going to be able to just move away and just be like, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And this is just going to be an issue because they will keep coming after you. They will keep digging and she needs to figure out what her defense
1: is going to be. But maybe now she knows that because she was kind of caught off guard. She's like, oh, maybe. shit. I hope she does. We'll because see. I still think she's a star. I think she's going to be great. But it just cracks me up that, you know, Marge takes such a firm stance. Marge doesn't even. Did you know this? Marge doesn't talk to her stepkids. Her stepkids oh, yeah. refuse to talk to her.
0: Yeah, Jen yelled we that out. don't talk about that. Yeah, Jen yelled that out last We don't week. talk about that. Well, no, Marge won't let you. Marge will just start screaming. I know. I, oh, yeah, I, like we don't, nobody wants that. It's a direct hit to like my nerves. I know. Like As soon
1: as she starts going, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Mute. Mute. Yeah. Mute. Anyway, I think we're going to get
0: a lot of that this season.
1: Yeah, it seems to be going that way. So last bullet point. Yep. Therese. Possibly the biggest bullet point. Teresa, Louie joe melissa mm-hmm. pajamas
0: which got glossed over i know i didn't get anything
1: from you that Got a dumbfounded look on joey's face joey
0: corners is sitting there like what and then it doesn't go back nobody knew and we just never get any resolution but to it and maybe, i hope it comes back because we need to know what the fuck's going on
1: maybe just maybe that is actually what happened joe was just like what And just had no response. And we just sat. Maybe that clip was actually five minutes of Joe just staring off into the harbor. It really could have been. And I wish that they had played the entirety of it. If that is what happened, just Joe just staring blankly off into space, like, what did he just say to me?
0: That would have been really funny. I mean, we knew that Louie was a weird guy. And we've talked about this because we saw it on last week's, I guess, coming up, whatever. And we're like, we got to get more. We got nothing. Because Teresa then comes over and starts talking. Melissa's there and starts talking. And then it becomes all about them. I really do think that Joe had no fucking idea what to say. He had no response. And neither do we. It's just so weird. And it's just so out there. And we knew that Louis was so weird, but this is a different level of weirdness. And look, as weird as it is, The rest of it was even weirder. It was. The whole conversation was
1: bizarre. So he pulls Melissa to the side and like holds her hand through this like preamble that he goes through. Which we don't really get to see. No, which again get us over there. I don't want to see Teresa yelling at Jackie. Like, I'm good. I want to see I want to hear what's going on so we can hopefully get to the bottom of it. Do I think that the approach was bizarre? Yeah. Did we see a lot of holes in Louis's game this week? Yeah. And I I told you guys, our listeners, that I would always own up to moments and I never once said I'm rooting for Teresa and Louis. I'm, I said, let's give them enough space to fuck it up. Let's watch what happens. Maybe they did change, but let's see who these people are instead of jumping down their throat. Let's let them show us. And this is a prime example of that. We see Louis; He's clearly trying to be that person. He's yep. trying to be that guy. I am the peacekeeper. I am Zen. I'm in control of my emotions so much to the point that I can fix anything. Melissa, come sit with me, hear me, feel what I'm saying. Let's connect. Not the right time, dude. And also a weird approach. When Teresa comes over, your soon-to-be wife, don't try to get on Melissa's good side to manipulate the conversation by driving your future wife away from you. By being like, dude, get out of here. Get out. What are you doing? What are you doing? And you see like the anger. Boom. He kind of sparks a little bit and it's like, oh shit, that was weird. He brings it down a little bit. Later on, sparks again. You see him get mad. When he slams his fist at Teresa, like he's trying to emphasize a point, that was an actual like, angry hit on the head yeah. that was loud it was like pop pop like, no, it that was. Shit was loud so you see some flaws in the game that he's trying to play the weird video that he makes with dumb and dumber Not behind odd, him who had yeah. no business and he's like i don't talk about forgiveness we're gonna sit here we're gonna talk about forgiveness forgiving people is is the biggest thing that we need to do that's what the world needs right now. we need we need forgiveness like i need louis to continue doing what he's doing as a viewer i need him to continue this crazy war path he's on To allow me to be like, all right, he is fucking manipulative. He is weird. Do I think he's there yet? No. I think that we saw holes in his armor. I think we're going to continue to see it. And I also appreciate that we saw a glimpse of Teresa again.
0: Yeah, no, the real Teresa came back out. And I, I do think that if this continues and Louie continues down this path where he is alienating Teresa and he is making her out to be the bad guy when she's just coming over. And like, do I agree that she does talk over people? Yes, absolutely. Totally. Did she stop when Louie kept going? Yes, she actually did stop. So there is something there. But the way that he goes about it is definitely manipulative. And we talked about it last week in depth. He always just wants to be the good guy. He wants to be the guy that mends relationships. That's why he makes that fucking video. That was an absolute call out to Joe and Teresa. And when he sits down and he's sitting with Melissa, and again, I don't understand why we didn't get the first half of this conversation. We just get to jump in with them sitting very closely talking about something. We don't get to see all of that. And I do want to get a little bit more context on it. Honestly, he goes and invites Melissa's mom because he wants to be the good guy. He wants to squash this. But he needs to realize that Joe and Melissa do not want this to be squashed. No, at they all. need this, this to continue. Their, and they are very e- egotistical when it comes to the show. Their only role on this show currently is their beef with Teresa. Yeah. And Teresa is obviously the HBIC in this show. So as long as they have beef with her, they will continue to be there. We're fucking tired of it. So they will not let it go. So as soon as you give them an out, as soon as Teresa starts carrying on, they will stop the conversation. They will leave. As soon as Louis starts losing his mind, they will stop the conversation. They will leave because they're realizing in their own head, wow, we look pretty good right now because you know what? Louis just lost his fucking cool. Teresa's showing her head again and actually coming after us. We're winning this and in their own mind and to, uh, to the viewers too. It's tough for us to watch Louis do that. It's tough for us as much as we want the real Teresa to come back. It's tough for us to watch that happen because we're so fucking tired of the storyline. But Joe and Melissa will perpetuate this over and over and over again because it's the only thing they have going on. Because as soon as that spotlight shines on their actual lives, they're fucked. They are. That's like, what Joe are talking about? Fucked. His businesses are terrible. He's getting sued. There's so many issues with all of that. Melissa has absolutely nothing going for. Her. So if this goes away, if you mend it and Louis helps that, Louie and Teresa stay or they get another show. Joe and Melissa don't get shit because they contribute absolutely nothing to the show aside from having a house near Rachel, a house near everybody else where they can all come over and party. Otherwise, see you later. Teresa is
1: tenured. She's not going anywhere. She would have to set somebody on fire or punch them in the face and then set them on fire to get kicked off this show. Or scam a bunch of old people out of money. Or scam, yeah. But even Teresa can go to jail and come back on the show. Like She's not going anywhere, and Joe and Melissa... Either need to find a storyline, they need to be the comic relief, they need to do something to stand off, to stand out away from Teresa, but it's not gonna happen. We're gonna keep watching the same shit that we've been watching since Mm -hmm. season four. It's not gonna stop. So, anybody that thinks it's gonna stop, get over yourself. It's a pipe dream. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. And up first from Garrett Bauer, rank the Vanderpump cast. Let me make this easier. Let's rank a lot of people on that cast rank the dudes the main dudes hmm
0: sandoval's last sandoval's last schwartz is just above him especially after this episode james is surprisingly first uh i guess we'll throw brock in there right now is that what we're gonna do yeah you know let's throw brock in there and then
1: greg (laughs) you didn't rank him you just said their names and said what you felt about
0: him but i'm gonna go uh, i'll go james brock toms okay listen yeah. anybody right now
1: it's been a long day james
0: brock peter oh we're going
1: for peter in there yeah okay. peter, peter um the mini horses at villa rosa they're first and love the mini and horses. toms yeah yeah but i just they're down on the list because they're not people i mean we're, we're ranking better. people yeah makes them even better all right fine mini horses first from cam wine Ultimate Girl Strip 3, have your opinions on Marisol and Alexia changed after watching the first few episodes?
0: No, because I know who they really are, but they are a little more tolerable, I guess, right now than they were on Miami. Opinion,
1: no. Enjoying them more, yes. Yeah, there you go. From K Sparklick. K Sparklick. Sparkle. Sparkle. Oh, God damn it. K Sparkle K.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't try to do this.
1: How long do you think James Kennedy and Allie will last?
0: Are they still together?
1: I believe so. I haven't seen anything otherwise. How much longer? I don't know. He gets this. He gets women get entranced by this guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. Seems understand like Allie actually it.
0: has a head on her shoulders. So yeah,
1: but dude, Lala she's
0: on for clout and she wants to be on the show. And maybe, maybe she maybe.
1: But even Lala still has a little bit of the bug for James. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I give them six more months. Six, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Over under six months, I'll take the slight over, slight under. All right, okay, we'll see. From Kate Sharif, please stop the rose and thorn. It's so self indulgent and insufferable. Guess what, Kate R. Sharif, you are now a thorn, and we're never gonna stop now. Yeah, what? We will never stop. Just because
0: we're gonna we rename said that. this after you. Yeah, we're gonna call this rose our and Kate Sharif,
1: our Kate R. Sharif, and thorn. Learn rose. So you just became in in. Trined, enshrined Entrined. in Brav Bros. You lore. Go. You'll be here forever. Pete. Well done. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, two more questions. From Allison Clune, New Jersey. It's NJ at the end, but I didn't want to try to pronounce NJ. Yeah. What was the point of removing Alex and replacing him with Chris
0: on Summer House? Uh, Alex was boring. Steel liked Alex. He thought he was a nice guy. But he didn't bring anything to the show. Chris is better than Alex.
1: Chris is better than Alex. Chris yeah. brings more to the show.
0: He's I do understand they they you know they kind of look alike. They Chris isn't like, like
1: outstanding, but he's no, better but he's than better. Alex. Yeah. Oh, uh, last question. This is a good one. I like this. From Mandy Mandy MC. If any Bravo Leb were to join the Live Golf Tour, who would it be?
0: Wow, that's good. Um hmm. PK. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think of that.
1: Or Mo probably. I was thinking Mo, and then I went to PK. You know where I'm going to go? Where? Madison. Uh, yeah. Charm. I, that actually makes she's sense. She's got a good swing. We've, we've seen yeah. uh, an Instagram she's clip. got the personality. Too. Yeah, she's got not really personality. really a shit about human rights. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. And with that, that's all we got this evening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. Follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros. Follow us on TikTok at Prov Bros, and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, sorry.
0: Subscribe. Subscribe. re-subscribe. Watch all the videos. No, don't unsubscribe. Subscribe. And well, then resubscribe afterwards. What does that do? I don't fucking know. I don't like those. No. You're gonna right.
1: you're, we're gonna get ratioed again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Nah, subscribe on YouTube and don't forget we have a live show coming up. April twenty seventh. I'm so excited about it. Please buy tickets. Uh, they are they're selling fast. They genuinely are selling fast. So if you do want to come, make sure you lock it down. The VIPs are already sold out, and there was 50 of them. Those are gone. So get yourself a ticket. All the seats are pretty good. It's a smaller venue, but we want it packed. We want to take a cool Instagram video and tag all the people that said our live show would not be sold out, and say yeah, it is. And then stick our tongues
0: out. Yeah. Nah. Raspberries. <laughs> yeah. Raspberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But that's it. You got anything else? Nope. All right, I'm going to go to bed.
0: Yep. See you next week. Rob bros are out of here.